Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening to you. Welcome to the Digital Business Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Kelly. The Digital Business Ireland podcast is brought to you by Ireland's leading representative body for the e-commerce sector, with over 8,000 members in our community spanning across a range of sectors in the Irish digital marketplace. This podcast will interview a wide and diverse range of businessmen and women who will tell us their stories working in the e-commerce sector, as well as offering advice and insights from their valued experiences and inform myself and you, the listener, on how the small, medium and large enterprises alike can thrive in the growing digital marketplace. So today I'd like to welcome on the show the founding and managing director of Ballycalcavan Farm and Brewery, David walsh Kennis. David, thanks very much for coming on the show. Gavin, no problem at all. Thanks very much for having me. So, David, for those who aren't aware, um, there's a lot of history around Ballycalcavan and the history of the, of the farm and the business. So if you'd just like to tell everyone who's not aware what it is you do and, and, and your history. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in terms of Ballycalcavan, the farm has been, well, the farm's been here for a long time, obviously, but it's been in my family for 13 generations. So my ancestors moved here in 1639. It's kind of been handed down through the generations. And I actually, I mean, I started in IT. I did a computer science degree in Scotland. I came back, I worked in Dublin for three or four years. And then when my father retired, I came back and took over the farm. So it's maybe not the most natural progression into farming, but that's, that's the way I came into it. Um, we were farming here, myself and my wife farming here for about 10 or 12 years. We realized, I suppose, that, that farming is not necessarily the most financially secure way to, to make a living. You know, we want to try and keep this place alive. And, and if any of our kids want to take it on after us, we'd like to have a, you know, a, a sustainable financially and environmentally sustainable business for them to take over. So about six or seven years ago, we started looking for some way of diversifying the farm. Um, we grow a lot of malting barley here, which is like the main dry ingredient for beer. Um, I had an interest in home brewing and we have all these old buildings that are really suitable for putting a brewery into. So that's that's what we came up with. Um, started brewing in 2017 uh, up in Salins in, in Lock 13. Um, basically did a year up there building the brand, I suppose, so that we were able to go to a bank and, and look for finance and then opened our own on-farm brewery in 2018. And we've been brewing here ever since. Fantastic. Very interesting. Uh, so, David, I suppose, what's your day-to-day role? Is every day kind of different? or um, Yeah, every day, is, every day is very, very different. I mean, like, and so at the minute, I'm, I'm still farming. Um, I'm obviously sort of running a brewery as well. Um, and then we have a tourism uh, venture that we're starting now as well. So we have a new visitor centre that we, we kind of built last year when we didn't have any visitors because of COVID. So that's in place now. We're starting to get a good few tours coming through there. Um, so, yeah, it can be wildly varied. Like I could be out inspecting a crop of barley and then coming in and, and bringing a group of Americans around the farm. Um, what I, the, we have two brewers in, I suppose. So they're doing the vast majority of the actual production side. So that's kind of the bit I don't do. And then everything else is, is more or less um, is me. So it's social media, it's website management, it's, um, uh, you know, the PR, marketing, all these other things, branding. Branding, we, we outsource to a very good local company, but I suppose just looking over and making sure that, that we're happy with, with everything that's coming back. So it's, I mean, it's great. It's very varied. Um, and sometimes farming can be kind of the same thing every year. So like from a, you know, from a, a lifestyle point of view, it's, it's very interesting to have something different to do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very interesting. Every day is different. So, you know, uh, you can enjoy your work, I suppose. Yes. David, uh, looking at, at the Ballycalcavan website, it, it's really a good introduction to the brewery, your products, uh, the tour, and also the history of the farm as well. When did that really become an important part of marketing the business? Would you say it was over the past two years with COVID and everything? 
because you know that's one of the main things I noticed anyway is that your website and that kind of look is really is really impressive. So um, well, obviously it comes from your background as well. So uh, give it us does, a bit of insight yeah, into that. It, it does. I mean, like I did the website myself. I mean, and, and it's hand coded in HTML because that's how I, you know, I, I'm I'm old enough now that like I went to college in in the mid '90s, and that's how you built websites back then. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, it, it's completely hand coded in HTML. All the branding and, and things like that, as I say, come from Penhouse, who are our local design agency. But the actual pages and everything are, I put together. Um, but I think like from the very very start, it was really the you know most important thing that we have in terms of um for people to be able to find out who we are because it's craft beer in ireland is very very crowded tourism in ireland is obviously lots of people you know have have tourism businesses as well so for me it was very important that we have a website there um ballycalcavan is obviously a fairly unique name so we were able to get all the the domains so it's just ballycalcavan.com and so you know everyone can come in find out about you know, the history and the story, the beers, the tourism, whatever they're interested in, because, you know, we'd have some people, we have plenty of people on tours who don't particularly have an interest in beer, but they're interested in the, in the farm or they're interested in the, in the history side of things. And then obviously people who, who want to drink the beers as well. So really important that we have somewhere that people know they can go to find all the information out. Um, and it has definitely become more important in the last couple of years, um, particularly on the e-commerce side, um, you know, to be able to sell online um, with people obviously not being able to go out as much. We do have a bit of a problem with licensing because it's alcohol. So we can't at the minute sell small volumes of beer, but we can sell um, what we're doing actually during the pandemic was if you want to go buy a mixed case it's actually a couple of mixed cases um you could put the order in we'd put them together leave them just inside the farm gate you give me a ring i open the gate you can come and pick your beer up so you know completely distanced and everything else but you can still come out and buy your beers and then we, we have merchandise and things like that as well great yeah i, I suppose you, you kind of mentioned in terms of selling beer online i think if you had told people in 2019 you know, I was getting a few beers online, you know, it'd be kind of a weird notion, but it's something that yeah. people have had to get used to. And especially with craft beers, obviously with homegrown industries and stuff like that, uh, online is very important in terms of promotion. Yes. So if you could elaborate even a bit more just about, you know, selling beers online and, and what's that kind of like? Yeah, I mean, as I say, for us at the minute, we are going to be getting a new license that will mean that actually we will be able to sell okay, small great. volumes of beer. So you'll be able to sell, say, a six pack or something like that. Um, so that's the next big step in terms of the e-commerce is to be able to sell, to basically set ourselves up as um, an online shop where you can come in and buy however much beer you want in terms of small volumes. The license we have at the minute is what's called a wholesale license. So it's basically 20 litres of beer, but we can do that in any combination of mixed bottles or cans. Um, so if you want five of one beer, two of another beer, we basically we get the order in, we put those boxes together and then we can deliver them locally or else uh, people can come and collect them either. Um, it's. It, I didn't think, to be honest, um, our head brewer said to us at the start of the pandemic, look, let's put this up. I thought it was, I thought it was just too much beer for people to buy. But the fact that, you know, it's long shelf life. It's a good mix of beers. So, you know, and particularly the local support actually was great because people were doing that. They were coming in and you mightn't see them again for nine months because it would take them that long to get through the uh, to get through the, the pack that they bought. But it was it was actually much busier than I thought it was going to be on that side of things. So it was great for us because it gave us another outlet. You know, once the pubs were closed, obviously we lost that side of the business. Um, but it meant that we could switch our focus to what we call small packs of bottles and cans and cans in particular, because if they're being shipped out, much easier to ship them in cans, you know, not in glass, which has a tendency to break. Um, and we'd find that people... 
people are, are definitely moving towards cans because they're easier to, to be shipped out. They're much easier to recycle as well because you just crush them and put them into your recycling bin. Um, so if, I think for a combination of reasons, people are, are making that switch. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. And uh, I suppose since we're on the topic, do you want to delve into you know some of the beers you sell? I know I can see them, some of them behind you. So if you just want to delve <laughs> yeah, into yeah. some of the, the flavors, the diverse range you kind of have. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like when I started the brewery, I, I think naivety got me a long way. Um, I thought we would produce one beer, um, sell that for a couple of years, and then maybe start to diversify the range. But I found out pretty quickly that you have to produce new beers all the time because um, there's so many other people doing it that you have to have something new and interesting for people to, to come and have a look at. Um, so we started off with, with a very um, sort of core range pale ale. Um, so, you know, very standard in a way pale ale um, that we wanted it to be interesting enough for craft beer drinkers to drink, but also um, that it wasn't going to be, you know, overwhelming for anyone who didn't consider themselves to be a craft beer drinker, because it's still only three, maybe 4% of the market would consider themselves craft beer drinkers. So I didn't want to alienate the other 96 or 97%. Um, we then, we came in with a red ale after that. We came in with our first IPA. So just a beer with more hops in it after that. And we've expanded out the range now. So we brew everything from what I'd consider sort of, you know, beers that, that most people will drink. So like the likes of a, a very standard, very good lager, um, a, a dry Irish stout, a red ale, our, our core range pale ale, but then into the more sort of adventurous flavors, particularly with the hops. So adding more hops into the beers as well. And um, so we have a couple of IPAs in there with a fruit beer as well. And then what we do is we have a limited edition series of cans. So about three or four times a year, we bring out a new beer that's a complete one off. Um, it's just one batch and that goes out to, to the stockists and, and when it's gone, it's gone and we move on to the next one. So from our point of view, that's that works well because we can do new and interesting things, but we're not committed then to putting them back into the core range because there's only so many beers you can keep in stock all the time. Of course. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I didn't know actually about that kind of uh, rare beer that you're kind of selling. So, yeah, uh, what's what's the latest one or are you going to keep that whole shush at the moment? What you're working on? Uh, yeah, there's a new one will be out in um, in I don't know where it'll be probably about six weeks time. Um, our head brewer has bought some very expensive and sexy hops, and uh, <laughs> I suspect that we're going to be using those in it. So we actually haven't got the recipe down completely yet, but that'll be uh, that'll be um, Clancy's cans, we call them. So um, Niall Clancy works on the farm. His he's the fourth generation of the Clancy family working here, yeah. and and beer is named after his family. So um, number nine uh, edition, number nine, will be out uh, later on in the summer. Great, super stuff. So David, I, we're just going to pivot a bit towards sustainability as Ballyclacavan came runner-up at the DBI uh, Awards in 2021 in the Sustainable Business category. So obviously you have a lot to talk about in terms of what you guys are doing to be more sustainable and lower your footprint. So uh, just kind of discuss that there, what you're you're up to in that yeah, regard. Yeah, how much how much time do you have now? We got, no, <laughs> I think, and the thing about sustainability is there's always things that we can do better. There's always improvements we can make, but... What, we've, what we always set out to do was to create a business that was financially sustainable for a start. And, and, and it's all about, you know, the financial stability of the farm. But also, there was no point in having a financially sustainable business if it wasn't environmentally sustainable as well. Like we're looking to, to hand the farm on, hopefully hand the business on maybe to, to one of the kids if they want to take it on. But it has to be, you know, it has to look after the farm. It has to look after the wider environment as well. So um, most of, of what we do actually is based on our origin green plan. So we're certified origin green members that's the board be a certification process for sustainability so 
what I like about it is there's a framework in there that you, you know, the different categories that you sort of uh, look at and apply to the business, but also it's externally audited. So you have the kind of governance piece in there that someone is actually looking in on you to make sure that you're doing that. First of all, you're setting, you know, good targets and reasonable targets that you can achieve, but also ambitious targets, but also that you're actually making progress towards those. So it's a five-year plan we're in at the minute. We're, we have just completed the second year of that. We'll be heading, we're now in our third year. Um, and there's a whole range of targets in there. I think probably the most important one are resource use um, and really resource reduction, because the more I talk to people, I think that's probably the most important piece of all the sustainability, certainly in terms of carbon footprint, is actually not using the likes of energy, water, plastics, and things like that. Um, like we have our solar panels on the roof, um, so we're generating a good proportion of our own energy in the brewery. We've actually just been approved for, um, it's, it's a pilot scheme, but it's, it's um, with ESB networks where we can put more and more solar panels on. So we're bringing it from 11 kilowatts up to 50, and then we'll be able to export um, up to 80% of that power back onto the grid again. So we'll actually be starting to be paid for the energy that we're generating here. Um, I think that's great, but actually the main focus that we have is reducing the energy that we're using in the brewery in the first place. So in particular, what we have is a lot of energy being used for heating water because in the middle of the of the brewing process, we're boiling a thousand liters of water. We have to heat up water to, to bring in with the barley to get activate the enzymes in the barley. So it's trying to recycle as much of that hot water as possible, You know, making sure that we're only heating water when we need to heat it. Um, we have a a heat exchanger at the end of the process. So we need to cool the liquid back down again. So we're getting the heat back out of that, bringing it back into the hot water tank. And we're then able to use that hot water again for either for brewing the following day or for cleaning. So a lot of it is based around, you know, trying to reduce the energy as much as possible, trying to reduce our water as much as possible as well. So, you know, being careful about um, about cleaning water and, and not wasting processed water and then plastics as well. So we've cut out all single use plastics in the brewery. Um, anytime we go to festivals now, we have these polycarbonate cups that we we basically we do a two euro deposit on. them. So we were up in Bloom in the Phoenix Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, so no, no single use plastics being handed out. You know, you you get your multi-use they say they're good for about a thousand uses um get the cup out to your deposit you can either keep the cup which i think is well worth your two euro or you can bring it back to us and we give you your two euro back um and then you know it's, it's right down to taking labels off cans so we're going to be able to print directly onto the cans in the near future um, that's Bevcraft, who are our canning uh, providers who will be able to provide that facility for us um pallet wrap we have now is is Oxy-biodegradable. Now, I spent a long time looking up different types of pallet wrap. This, I think, is, is the best wrap, but I'm, again, I'm willing for someone to come in and tell me that that, that mightn't be. Uh, but it's basically, it'll biodegrade down, but not into microplastics. So it'll come back down into, into cellulose and water. Um, and it means that you're not putting microplastics back into the environment, but you're also degrading all that plastic completely. Um, you know, even things like the box tape that we use is now paper-based rather than plastic-based. So it's all these little things, I think, that add up to, um, to, to going a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely seems like a real holistic perspective that you take and a real holistic uh, uh, overview yeah, yeah. of the whole thing. And it seems to be part of every single thing that you're doing with the business. It's, it's, it's sustainability first, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do a lot of, again, being based on a farm, 
biodiversity is it's a nice one for us to do it's, a, it's kind of an easy one for us to do as well because we have the space here so we have our wildflower meadows in we have our wild grass meadows in as well because they'll support different uh, different species um we're members of the all ireland pollinator planet certainly anyone who has any sort of space like a roof space or, or a window box or whatever else they're they're well worth looking into because pollinators are under pressure in ireland and, and i think that's you know that's something that, that everyone even if you're in the middle of a city center it's something that you can do something on um again we have the space here so we're able to put in um quite a lot here in terms of that um i, I, to, I was very excited we've got our first barn owls um in the in a shed behind the brewery now so um it's very much it's very licensed and very you have to be, be careful about them but the npws national parks and wildlife have uh, there's a, a project that reports up to them is licensed by them so there's people who go around they put up a barn owl box last year they came back to, to check them this year and we have four seemingly very healthy and very happy barn owl chicks up there so um which is great i mean it's it's i think hopefully it shows that we're managing the farm in such a way that there's plenty of food for them um they'd certainly keep the the rodent population under control we're definitely noticing far fewer rats running around the place than, than we used to have um but you know something things like that i think are, are nice to get involved with as well um, and we have our native red squirrels back up in the woods as well so um you know it's it, nice to be able to support them and look after them Super stuff. Yeah, really interesting. I, I can imagine anyone listening to that there could, you know, take something from us or, or learn something. So uh, that's definitely really appreciated, David. I suppose kind of pivoting back to e-commerce and, and digital for the future of Bodical Calvin, obviously you've set yourself in place sustainably wise. You've set yourself forward with, you know, the tour and stuff. So I suppose, how do you envision using e-commerce and, and the digital marketplace further in the future to generate more awareness and business for Ballycle Calvin, both the farm and the brewery? Yeah, I mean, there's two two sides to that, definitely. The, the tourism side is now the bit that we're, we're focusing on just absolutely at the minute. Um, and again, there's actually two bits to that. So one bit is that you can now book your tour online. So uh, we have public tours kind of throughout the year. Um, so you can come in, book your tickets, like one or two tickets to, to a public tour. And there's a booking engine embedded in that future ticket and you've provided that for us. So you can come in, get your tickets and then uh, just turn up here because all the tours are actually guided by me. So we, and, and it's not a big brewery. Like if you come here, you'll see it's not a, it's not a big brewery. Plenty of outdoor space, but actually when you're in the brewery and in, in the, uh, the visitor center, it's quite small. So we, we limit the numbers down to, to make it a smaller tour. I think it provides a better tour anyway because there's more chance of interaction with everyone that's there. So um, we we ticket that and that, that's all done through the website. It's also, most of our tours actually come in through tour operators. So I think for me, it's very important to have all that information there that a tour operator who maybe hasn't heard of us before or sort of hears the name for the first time, that is their first port of call. That's where they're going to go first. So all the information has to be there, has to be clear, it has to be ready for us. Um, we're just in the process of, of translating the, um, the website into French and German as well. So that will be up uh, by, uh, by the end of next month. We actually get quite a lot of tours in, in from France and Germany. So again, for their tour operators, it's important to have the information in, a langu- in, in their language so they can see it clearly. Um, and then the next stage will be once we get our, our what they call a taproom license, that we will be able to, um, to sell you know, a box of beer, a small box of beer. Um, so that's that's the next big stage in terms of uh, of broadening the e-commerce. Um, so you can come in and buy. Again, you'll be able to buy a mixed case if you want to buy two cans of one beer, two cans of another beer, uh, make it up to, to probably six or 12 cans, and then we can ship that out. Very good, very good. Uh, plans in place anyway. Something I did want to mention, actually, along with the website, is uh, some of the video content that I've seen around uh, Valley Kilcavan. And goes around this topic, you know, especially with e-commerce now, is that, 
you just can't have a website. You kind of have to have a social media. You've got to have images, graphics, videos, all that kind of stuff. And some of the content that you produce is, is, is really high quality, uh, makes the farm look really nice, makes the brewery look, brewery look really good. So I guess delve a little bit into that in terms of more yeah, content. I mean, absolutely. Video, video, very much important. And, and um, we, at the start of when we were setting up the brewery, actually, I mean, a lot of those videos in a way were shot the professional videos were shot actually before the brewery was even uh, was even in place. It was all about kind of the motivation and the, the process of actually building the brewery in the first place, uh, which are still as relevant today as they were three or four years ago. Um, but yeah, for, I mean, certainly for social media, but actually very much for the website as well. I think people like to go in, you know, they're short, shortish videos. They're sort of a minute, minute and a half. Um, some of them might go on to maybe two or three minutes. If you're, you know, if you're more interested in, in everything that we do here, you can watch the, the longer play videos as well. But those professionally shot videos have made a huge difference. I mean, we've actually, we've had television companies coming down here to do some filming here on the basis of what they saw on the, on the professionally shot videos. So even from that point of view, as a sort of, you know, as a, as a showpiece, um, they've, they've worked really well. Um, I do some of my own video content these days, I, and you can tell. I mean, it's obvious I'm not, I'm not a professional videographer, so you can tell it's me doing it. But actually, to be honest, in this day and age, I think you get away with it. I think people are, you know, so long as it looks reasonably professional, um, I think everyone, the authenticity is there. You know, everyone can see it's me doing it, and I think that's fine. That works okay. Um, I'd probably put them more on the social media side rather than necessarily on the on the website. I think the website looks well with the you know the the, the fully professionally shot videos, but there's probably a place for both of them. Absolutely, for sure. So, David, if if anybody wants to find you on social media, if you want to do a bit of self promotion for yourself in the business, where <laughs> where, where can people find you? So this is the important bit now. So, website <laughs> is valleycalcavan.com. Um, and absolutely, if, you, if you're interested in the tours, interested in the beers, interested in stockists, so wherever you are in the country, there'll be a, hopefully a local stockist to you, or if not, we have five online stockists as well, so you can go onto them and buy uh, small volumes of beer from them and, and ship, get them shipped out to you. In terms of social media, we're basically at Ballycle Cabin, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're Ballycle Cabin on all of those. And just if I could do one more plug, we're um, we basically we're going to do a day later on in the summer. I haven't actually got the date lined up yet, but it's going to be a day on sustainability and on what we're doing, particularly in the business. Now, maybe a little bit on the farm as well, but particularly in the business in terms of, of what we're doing for sustainability. And it's not, it's going to be me talking, but it's not, I'm not expecting that it's going to be me lecturing. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to learn as much as anyone who comes to it as well, but um, it'll be a free free to come in a couple of hours in the morning. So just us talking about what we're doing and anyone who wants to see how, how we're doing what we're doing. And as I say, we're, you know, we're on the, we're on the road. There's still plenty of, of improvements that, that we can make and, and we're working towards them at the minute, but anyone who wants to come in, have a look and see what we're doing. Keep an eye on the, on the website and on the social media in the next couple of weeks. And we'll put up the details of that. Great stuff, David. Thanks so much for telling us all about Ballyka Calvin. Seems like a really great <laughs> genuine Irish business that's also practicing sustainability and also selling good beer. So, uh, David, thanks very much for being on the show. Thanks, Kevin. All the best. <laughs>